one o'clock hour here on a Thursday. It's Cody and Gold. We're going to head out to Arrowhead in just a couple of minutes. Going to hear from Andy Reid before the Chiefs take on the Jags on Saturday afternoon. Also, it's a snitch line Thursday, so that's coming up in about 15 minutes. Anything you want to get off your chest heading into playoff weekend? Something you've seen happen? Something you're planning on doing? You don't maybe want people to know about publicly? not today. Something um, maybe you heard Nick did in Germany through his friends. Something you're planning on doing? Yeah, something you might be now planning on. Now we're getting to future crimes. Yeah, yeah, something you're planning on doing, but you don't want your name attached to it. This is anonymous. We don't mention your name. We don't mention your phone number. None of that. 913-586-7610. The snitch line is coming your way in just a little bit. Like if you were thinking this Friday was the day you were going to break up with your girlfriend? Stuff like that. That kind of thing. Think, if you need advice, yeah. All, advice, we're here for you. Will, will you be going will, on a second date this weekend? Uh, Yes. 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 That will hey, this is date number two. You guys haven't seen each other since, uh, what was that, Sunday? Sat, uh, Saturday. Since the bar fight. Uh, almost happened. Oh, okay. So you have not this that you have not seen. We're texting. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Work, uh, work dinner? life busy. Uh, it will be dinner. Yep. Yeah. Not just drinks. Dinner. Yeah. Okay. Do well, yeah. we've had drinks twice already? What kind of vibe are you going? What's I, your what's your strategy? Haven't got, haven't got there, Nick. Have what's you decided your, on the okay, restaurant? But what's your haven't what's your general slat strategy for second date? Is this more of like a it's casual? That's dinner. Dinner. He said. But dinner, like dinner, a casual we'll, dinner. Just what? Would you like go for a drink after, hypothetically? Seeing, depending on how it goes. And you will be going <laughs> out, out on the plaza? <laughs> Actually, I, I think we're going to go right across the street from where you live, Nick, and that way we can come by and say hello to you so you could be informed of what's going on. That would Ooh. be awesome. I will, wait, <laughs> oh, when are you going out, Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Are you going to be around? I'm going to be in Lawrence. Oh, dang it, darn. Otherwise, I would have, man. But I can you really, borrow I would've, your I would've, place I would've, for I, the evening? Why would I need to have my own Why on earth would that even <laughs> Cut, be? Because if you guys can't wait. Very to, nice place. can't wait to get home. <laughs> You're going to eat right next to it, you know? We're, we're definitely not. All right, let's go out to hear uh, from Andy Reid. Out um, going forward, but it's not for lack of effort. It's just the injury so and, and he's working through it look forward to the challenge of playing the jags we you know we know they're they're a good football team obviously everybody playing right now is our good football team so um we we like the part that we're able to play at home here in front of our home crowd we know they'll be wild um and our guys have had a good week of practice you know we've just to go out and execute and do the things that we do. So do the things that, that we do. So, anyways, with that time, yours. Any chance of activating Fortson or Clyde? I'll go back and talk. I haven't talked to Veach about that yet, but um, probably not. I tell you. Coach, with Frank Clark uh, limited practice the past few days, what do, you, what do you anticipate for him for Saturday? Yeah, you know what he. I, I just talked to him, so I, I can tell you this hot off the press, right? Uh, <laughs> So he, he actually feels very good, and um, and he you know he practiced well today. So and really yesterday. And you, you do offensively and want to do offensively. Once the postseason comes and it's been that same group of your offensive line the whole time through, what luxury kind of is that to have that be so steady? Yeah, it's also good that they get along. I mean that that group is a, a tight group, and normally it is with most teams, I think. So, um, but they enjoy playing. With each other, and they they uh, they do well, um, and just the familiarity, especially when you get into games and all those things. Uh, the, I'm, I'm saying the twists and things that go on uh, from a from a good defensive line, in which they're going to be playing. Those two inside techniques are powerful men, and the two outside guys can fly, so it becomes very important. Coach, I remember when the Jags came to town earlier. Even though the record wasn't great, you had mentioned that it looked like they had really bought into what Doug was doing. Yeah. 
I'm assuming with the hot streak they've been on and getting through that game last time, you're seeing really more good things from them on that front. Yeah, you bet. They've they've uh, they've improved every week, and um, you know, and they have bought in. Doug's done a great job, uh, uh, as his coaches have. I mean, it takes everybody. So, um, but he's done a nice job with that group. Coach, after what the Jags did uh, last week, any extra notes to? Keep the pressure on if you guys do build a lead in the, in the game, making sure that you guys finish. Yeah, well, one of the neat things is everybody saw it, <laughs> so you don't, you don't have to say much. I mean, that was a great job by them, by Jacksonville. So um, our guys are they're obviously aware of that. The you know, four quarters of football, you get to this round, and these games are normally separated by by one score if you traditionally. So you you gotta you gotta play for four quarters, absolutely. On that game Saturday. Um, You've dealt with quarterbacks your whole life, and young quarterbacks, and Trevor got off to such a rough start. Can you kind of put yourself in Doug's shoes on how he was able to kind of get him right to, to go out there and do what they did? Uh, no, listen, he did a great job. I, you know, you see that clip from one of their offensive linemen talking to him, and they they supported him, and you know that's that's what it's all about. And the, you know, the kids won ever since he was in grammar school, so he, he's pretty, he's a pretty good player. And yeah, I have to ask. Uh, Germany, you know, the news today, just your overall thoughts on that as official. You guys get the opportunity to go there. Yeah, listen, I, I got to tell you, I haven't thought about it. I've, um, <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'd look forward to getting a bratwurst. I mean, I'll, I'll <laughs> I, I've, I haven't thought about it. I mean, I'm, we're so focused in on this thing that um, that that's dead and, and, and the front office that are doing that. So. Good. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that's Andy Reid out at Arrowhead. Uh, of course, uh, talk about Germany at the end there, but uh, one of the, they'll have all off season and next year to talk about. Nick said he should look up. for that prop. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the food will be in- incredible out there. Now, look, uh, we expected it, but Andy Reid pretty much confirming it there. Uh, McCall Harmon going to be out uh, for Saturday's game. He did say it's unlikely that uh, Clyde and Jody Fordson would be uh, active. He said, "quote Probably not." Uh, as far as whether or not Jody and uh, Clyde would be activated from IR again, I think all all three of those things. What we all expected to hear. Everything was trending in the direction for McColl not to play. He hasn't practiced all week. And it seemed maybe a little too soon to bring uh, Jody or any of those other guys back. So, and, so, and something else I think that should probably be mentioned is that not only do they sell like normal bratwurst in Germany, <laughs> one of their more popular items, it's, it's, it's more shaped like a hot dog, but it is like some sort of combination between a hot dog and a bratwurst, but they inject it with Swiss cheese. So it's like smash burger, but with bratwurst? I don't know what that is. Smashburger has things inside of the burger. You know, you've had a Smashburger yeah. before. It's like a better version of those like cheddar wursts. So it's like real. It. Sounds good. And I'm telling you, man, they have these things, man. They have these like these spikes that they shove the 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 Kaiser roll on, and you just shove the dog into the roll, so it's covered on all sides. Great. It's so good. It's so much better because then the condom. You don't have to worry about the condiment spilling on your shirt, man. You could have started a food truck and gone with that method. B-dub's I cannot, food truck is for I sale. I cannot believe that has not made its way to America yet. You're offended that it hasn't. Like, God, we're still doing buns the old, like the worst way possible. It's a lot Let's of infrastructure. Step it up. No, it's not. It's one little thing you sit on your table and you shove the Kaiser bun on it. You got to so cook, you like the, the, cook the roll a whole different way, probably. Yeah. Who knows? It's a Kaiser roll, Cody. <laughs> and you should know. You of everybody should know. I don't know. Inject the injected hot dog or whatever. Just you know, oh, what do you mean, dude? Get out you don't of like, here! You don't like. You don't. I don't want cheese inside of the hot dog. Well, you don't have to get it like that. You should. Well, that's you what you're saying that. makes it good. You just told me that's what makes it good. So do you not like 
like bacon and cheese stuffed inside a chicken breast or something? Or are you just no. Oh my god, I can't believe we brought food back up. Why don't I even bring this back up, Nick? I, love, I, I like this. bacon, but I don't want I don't want it, it inside the chicken breast. <laughs> uh, bacon on top of a grilled chicken sandwich. Sure, You're a weird guy. <laughs> uh, bacon on top of a grilled chicken sandwich is fine, but I don't want the bacon inside of the chicken. I, there's so many dishes. I'm that not. Are great. Gonna, I'm not saying I don't like you. I'm just saying I don't. I'm just saying I don't get you. Cold. He's now sending us a video of their Kaiser roll. It does look oh, convenient. Nick sent us a video. Hold on. Let me watch. I, Nick, I'm in for a, a live photo. I am impressed by the way that and if that you, Kaiser roll works. And if you zoom in, if you how zoom, much does one of those run? Because I'm looking at the photo. Five bucks or something. Six that seems bucks. like a lot of food for five bucks. It is. I could hardly finish it. Yeah. And also, just like zoom in on, zoom in on the thing in the middle. Like if you go to the very middle, you see this little, these little. T- it's kind of grainy photo, but like in the background, you'll see this little thing. It's about a foot tall, sitting on the back desk. Yeah, I see it. Just like a big. They just go. They oh, just wow. shove the bun on that, and boom! It just pops the hole out. I will say this: the the woman in this photo looks very annoyed by you taking this picture. No, she doesn't. She's, no, she was posing. Look yeah, at her. Yeah, she's got a little smirk on her face. Yeah, yeah like look at this jerk. She no. is not posing. And she's she, holding. She's holding the dog in the hand. She yeah, looks like dude. she'd prefer you not take that photo. Dude, you gotta chill. What? She liked that. I don't think so. I think you should put it on the internet, and we can get a vote. But I don't think she enjoyed that photo. Oh my gosh, you're a weird guy. I don't think so. She enjoyed it. I am interested in the. It's not all she enjoyed. What? What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it means. <laughs> Sometimes I just say stuff. <laughs> Moving on. I you guess. guys want to hear from Juju Smith Schuster? Like, actually hear from him? Yeah. Whopper, whopper, no. whopper. No, like, actually, actually. Yeah, he's at the podium right Good. now. Let's hear from him. Feels, I'll just tell you this. It feels to be on the, this side of the ball. And it's uh, it's amazing. I would say, yeah, last year it was a tough situation coming in here and playing against, you know, a great team. And, you know, now that I'm here and I'm going into this game, uh, playing against, you know, another good team. Uh, but, like I said, it just feels good to be, you know, on this side of the ball. Your coach was just saying that McColl's likely going to be out. But you guys as a unit have seemed to do a really good job of making up for that production while he's gone. How do you see that continuing into the playoffs now that it's starting? Uh, I mean, like I said, like guys like KT, Sky, um, like, you know, they're stepping up in a big role. You know, Miko's a, a great player, and he's helped us out tremendously, and he's still helping us out now, you know, getting the guys ready as far as, like, you know, the stuff that that is carried for Miko. You know, guys like us, we – I think the chemistry is everyone just working together it's for the number one goal, and it's to win the game and, you know, make it to the next round. So it's just nice that we have so many players to play different positions and still go out there and still perform. And you were saying that McColl's been helping. How has he been helping you guys oh, just, behind the scenes? Yeah, just in the meeting rooms, helping us out, you know, the young guys, uh, just kind of what a vet would do. Juju, with the Jacksonville game last time, the lessons you kind of learned from that one and take it to this, what you can improve upon, and what you saw out of that secondary unit that you think, okay, maybe things will be changed this time around. Yeah, I mean, you talk about uh, a defense that's, you know, an, an aggressive defense. You know, they play hard. They they attack the ball. And that's something that, you know, happened last game. And even just past game, you know, them playing against the Chargers, you can see that, you know, they, they're not going to quit. Um, they have a, a high-power offense, just as we do. So it's just too, it's going to be nice. It's be a good game, you know, gladiator football, what I would say. You're obviously we're injured in the game last time when you go back out to this time against them you look for that guy no 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 I just play ball at the end of the day um I think everything's gonna set up how it's meant to be you know uh 
I don't think about the past. You know, like I said, I think Cisco's a great player. He's an aggressive guy. You know, he plays hard. He has those big hits. And that just goes to say that, you know, I just got to play harder. You know, and that's just, you know, the respect game that he brings to the table and just what we had to bring to the table. So as far as just going out there, just playing ball and just know what I'm used to. When you saw these guys come here last time, they were in that kind of low part of their season. When they left here, they turned it on. Did you think in your mind, Wow, that looks like a playoff team when you guys played the last time? Or did something maybe special happen for them down the stretch? I think, you know, everyone brings their best A game. And I, I will say this, even, you know, teams that we beat, in really good teams that we've beaten in the past, you know, they come out and they'll go on the game win streak and, you know, beat everyone. And that's kind of how we see Jacksonville. That's also how I see the 49ers, you know, like another team that's very, very successful team, really good team. And now, um, both those teams are playoff teams. So I, I would say, yeah, you know, Jacksonville's a playoff team. They're going to come in here, uh, a lot of energy, and they're going to give us their best game. Did you, Todd uh, mentioned the, the big hit. Did you hear from Cisco after it all just to kind of – Yeah, I got a DM from him. <laughs> <laughs> he said in my DMs, huh? He apologized. He apologized, and I, it's all good. I said I appreciate it. And uh, I know, man, I, I, man he's, he's been in the league for quite some time. I, I know his game. He, play, he plays hard. He's a good player, so – there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Hey, your teammates were pretty emotional, though, afterwards about that hit. Um, do, do you just sense that they want to match his physicality in this game, that sort of thing? After uh, I think, I mean, when, you t when, you, when someone goes down like that, you know, in my case, you know, you look around the league, you know, it's it's been a tough subject. When players get hit and they go down, everyone's going to be emotional. You know, one of my really good, you know, family friends, Tua, you know, and he's going through situations. So, for me, everyone around us is very emotional, but I guess going into this game, we're just so pumped and ready. You know, we haven't played ball for two weeks now, so it's just more so for us to go out there and just showcase, you know, for our fans. Andy said early in the week that Patrick has adapted well with change, and particularly with the receivers. As a unit, how do you look back on how all that has developed going into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, you have so many different, different types of receivers that Pat's dealing with. You have small guys, guys who can move around fast, you know, slow, whatever you want to call it. You know, he has it, and he's going to adjust, and that's something that he's really, really good at. But not only that, you think about the running backs that we're using. We're using three to four running backs in the game. We're using five different receivers. You're using three different tight ends. So for a guy like Patrick Mahomes to go in the game and know everyone's, like, tendency of what they have, I mean, it's the chemistry is there, and he's building it day in, day out, and you'll see it, you know, this Saturday. Do you see, do, do you see a difference between – you know, regular season Patrick and playoff Patrick, is there a difference there that you've observed or is it just pretty much the same as the way? I think, I think he's always had that same mindset of just going out there and dominate uh, on and off the field, how he is in person. But I would say the intensity is a lot, lot higher, you know, playoff game, postseason. You know, it's elimination round. You know, you win or go home. Juju, what, what would it mean if you guys won Saturday and got the opportunity to play in the AFC Championship game? Oh, it'll mean a lot, man. It'll mean a lot for a lot of us, you know, even for myself. Uh, my rookie year, I got it to this far and then lost against Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the best feeling, you know. So for us to go out here, get this W, get this win, uh, and get ready for next week is, is going to be huge for us. And a lot of young guys, too, man, like Pop, Sky, like they've never been into a season like their season is long. You, you know, usually in college you're done, you know, yeah, yeah like – Late December, if you don't make a if you don't make a, a bowl game, so um, I think it's just for us, for all of us, to just man, we just want to have to play ball. We've, we've been we've been sitting on our butt for two weeks, you know, just training and practicing. So, like I said, this Saturday comes, it's gonna have a lot of fun. Is there something that you learn, or what? Maybe a couple of examples of something that is maybe more than you expected from the time you first got to OTAs and going down to Texas from either Andy or Patrick about this offense or the way they go about things that maybe has surprised you along the way. 
Um, not really. No, honestly, it's, it's been the same. Um, as expected. As expected, you know. Mm -hmm. Go show your personalities, and you know we got some cheeseburgers, so. Now we're just continuing with the food theme today on the show. Thank you, Juju, for bringing it home there at the end. Uh, Juju was, of course, uh, asked about the last time they played Jacksonville, which was the game in which he was concussed and had a very serious hit uh, from Andre Sisco, uh, who he said actually DM'd him after and apologized. Uh, it was basically saying, you know, there's no Ill, no ill will there. Quote, they play hard, they attack the ball, they're not going to quit. It's going to be a good game. Uh, and let's go right back out there. We haven't heard from number 95, 15 and a half sacks this year, Chris Jones. Chris, uh, postseason football, you know, talk to all the young guys about how it's going to get faster and faster and everything changes. How real is that and how much do you feel more comfortable going to these games later in your career from what you've made earlier? Um, it's a little different. The game speeds up, the level of intensity, uh, the level of uh, discipline you got to have to make sure you minimize error and maximize potential. So I think uh, we beat the young guys up over the week to understand what type of level of play we need from them and the expectation playing playoff football in Arrowhead, Jiha, Giha, whatever stadium. <laughs> oh, it's not Giha? Oh, excuse me. My apologies. It's okay. <laughs> Giha. Um, when, when you guys faced these guys in, I guess, November, when, when they left, did you think that looked like a team you might see later in the year? I know you guys think that a lot during the season, but have they surprised you with maybe what they've done to get back here? Um, no, actually. I had a conversation with Bob Sutton um, prior to the last game. You know, in the tunnel, I told him we may see you guys again in the playoffs. We've got a, 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 a good young team. As long as they put it together, they can be very special. Leaning on with the quarterback and DP, Doug Peterson is the head coach. He's uh, they got a special connection going. So they're a tough team. They got a nice defense also. So they're leading those guys in the right way. Chris is the uh, in the first meeting. Uh, you know, Frank didn't play because of the suspension. Um, what do you think he might be able to add or provide for the rest of the pass rush, given that he just was the few guys that wasn't in the first meeting? I mean, you look at Frank, Frank Scar's resume, uh, what he does in the playoff, it speaks for itself. I think he's tied fifth or sixth in the playoff in sacks. He got 11. Yeah. You know, his resume speaks for itself. We know what type of player Frank Clark is, especially in the playoffs. And um, we, we're going in expecting Frank to be Frank. Uh, glad to have him back. Glad to have him healthy. And we're looking forward to playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chris, the defensive line for you, especially with 15 and a half, matching your 2018 total, but then the defensive line total, how have they been able to help you get to that uh, you know, total and match that 2008 total and just evolution of that defensive line throughout the season for now? Um, I, I think um, it's an accumulation of uh, the D-line room, uh, unselfish guys, the D-line coaches, starting with Joe Cullen, assistant Terry Braden, staying with me before and after practice, me committing to wanting to, to be the leader, be the best, uh, committing to improving my pass rush from last year, uh, me committing to make sure that I put the extra work in. And um, it shows, it shows. Uh, I give all the credit to my D-line. Been unselfish, some guys taking two, three people at times so I can get to one-on-one. -on -one. And um, Spaz, 
scheming for me. It, it, it goes. It's a lot that goes into that. The success of one player, uh, especially the players around you or the players in your room, committing to you and letting you receive uh, whatever that may be, uh, a specific play or them taking on over gaps. And, you know, it's a game of football, you know, unselfish guys all doing it in 111. And I'm truly appreciative for the guys I have in the room. You're not much, obviously, an individual sack guy, especially in the playoffs when it comes to wins, but just how sweet will that first playoff sack be if you're able to get it? Uh, I thought you was going to dodge the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, I have uh, what, 10, 10 to 11 playoff games, no sacks. Um, that's not a huge priority, but I'm going to make sure I get what this go around just to shut you guys up. <laughs> Chris, I asked this to, to Juju a little bit ago, but just obviously you played in the NFC Championship games last year. What would it mean for you, given all the work that you've done, to, to have another chance to play in that game with a victory on Saturday? We got to get there first. Um, we got Jacksonville coming up. They've got a good team uh, who is looking to come in with the expectations of winning. Uh, that team is a, they're, they're a competitive group of guys. Um, looking to make their mark in this league. So we got to take care of these guys even before mentioning the AFC championship and thinking too far ahead. Let's just handle Jacksonville and let's focus on how we're going to stop these guys. Chris, in that game against Jacksonville in November, Colin Saunders had some big moments. From playing shoulder to shoulder with him, how has he? How far has he come in the last few years? I mean, I think his uh, maturity speaks for itself, his growth this year. I think a huge part of that is bringing in um, Joe Cullen, Terry Braden. Um, you know, if you look at the overall defensive line uh, from last year to this year, uh, I see a tremendous jump in level of play from all guys, um, whether it's Colin Sanders, whether it's Derek Noddy, whether it's Mike Dana. And then you bring in a rookie like George Kaloftis. Um, you know, he finished the season strong and – we harp on it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. But Colin, in particularly, um, we've seen it in training camp, uh, how he was attacking his demeanor, his level of focus, his level of domination in training camp. And it just um, shows on the field. You know, Colin, unfortunately for him, he didn't get to play as much last year dealing with injury and in the years prior. But this year, we, we asked Colin to take the next step in his game, and he's shown uh, a, a lot of improvement, especially for coming off the bench and being able to make splash plays throughout the season for us, high-caliber plays that we needed from him. Uh, I think it's been it's been amazing just to watch him grow alone. Chris, just how much are you looking forward to another playoff? Listen, it's always special to play in the playoffs. Um, not a lot of teams are in this position, especially um, where we at, um, being fortunate enough to receive the bye. But just to be in the playoffs particularly, uh, this, that, that margin of error is so small and the level of intensity. I know Arrowhead fans are going to be crazy at G-E-H-A feel. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the intensity is crazy, man. Um, it's, it's something that can't be explained. You actually have to feel it. You actually have to be there and, and, and see that level of the game. But um, it's also a pleasure to be in this because you can take these moments for granted. You mentioned Joe Cullen a couple times. If you could look from your year, what's the biggest thing maybe Joe brought to the table that, that had the biggest impact for y'all? <clears throat> I think more so is uh, um, <clears throat> communication and level of understanding. Uh, understanding like where this group is trying to go and where we at. Um, being honest, honest is a is a key thing. Um, communication, 
you know, as long as you can be honest with a player, I think he'll respect you. Uh, honesty goes a long way, you know, to be able to look a man in the eyes and tell him what you truly feel about him and where you see him going. It takes a player a long way. And the belief, you know, when you're truly honest with someone, you believe in them. And I think that brings out a level of uh, fire that they don't even believe they have in themselves. So with Joe Cullen, what he done for this room in particular, you look at last year, we was 29th in sacks. You look at this year, like – we're like number two, and we still got the same guys. No, you know, we brought in a rookie. You know, with a rookie, you don't expect a tremendous jump first year. We brought in Carlos Dunlap, you know, his 13 year, so we didn't expect him to go out having 10 sacks, 10 or 11 sacks. But we, we particularly got the same guys in the room. It's just about getting everything that those guys have out of them each day and on Sunday, let them play. Chris, um, in the, you know, tell me about the mindset. To make those splash plays, right? You, you've got a knack for making big plays at big times in games. When you're a pass rusher, you can't always get there, right? I mean, you've got 15 sacks. You rush hundreds of times during the year. How do you have yourself ready at that big moment to make the play that you, when you really need it late in the game? I think it's more so. Um, it goes back to training camp. In um, 18 play, 19 play drive for um, Coach Reed, getting that mentality that. And, <laughs> Whether it's the 12 play, whether it's the 18 play, you, I, it's a possibility. It might be a small possibility that you can get there, but as long as you're giving your all, um, you can make a difference. And with me, it's like, as long as I'm able to rush the passer, I'm going to try to rush the passer and win. Whether it's the first play, the last play, or the play to close the game. And especially in the fourth quarter, when everything is on the line, I I get a little extra ump in me because I know how important it is. And, um I've just been fortunate, man. I've been very, very fortunate this year to get there. Chris, uh, just talk about how important it is to uh, play a complete game uh, on Saturday. You know, Jacksonville came down from 27 points and, and came back and won, and you guys struggled last year in the playoffs with uh, being down. How important is it to uh, play full four quarters? Yeah, um, Jacksonville shows you um, the resiliency last week. Um, 17 down, right? 27, uh, excuse me. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, 27 down <laughs> and then be able to come back and win the game by two. Um, that speaks volumes. That speaks um, what type of team you're dealing with, uh, you know, right there. You know, they don't quit. And uh, coming here, we know we're going to have to play four quarters, maybe overtime with these guys because um, that's a competitive group. So looking forward to it. Um, and hopefully we don't go down 27 to them and have to come back. Hopefully we can. In yeah, I've seen that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get over there. <laughs> there you go. Chris Jones. Okay, okay. We got we to discuss something here before. I know we got to go to break. Yeah, but we're like, late. We got to discuss late. something here about like media members just you crapping this, their Nick, pants laughing. Nick, don't you know how this and works? That's not even a joke. Don't you know how it works? If you are an athlete at a podium, for whatever reason, media Captain members. Hall, that, that wasn't that, a joke. That, that the, the, the Any comment. Is way funnier to media members for he whatever goes, reason. I, and earlier, in, earlier when Juju made a joke, somebody had to gasp. They were laughing. <sighs> they go <gasps> like they were laughing that hard. All he said was, "Can't wait to get over there." <laughs> like he's for Steve Martin up there. I think it was. We toned it down a little bit. Though. The yeehaw thing was funny. That That's was funny. fine, but like, can't wait to get over there. We're just crapping their pants, laughing like. <laughs> Uh, if you want a chance to win another playoff prize pack from our friends at Rally House, right now, 
be the fifth caller, 913-586-7610. Up next, though, we had a chance to catch up with the Hall of Famer, the three-time Super Bowl champ, Michael Irvin. We got his thoughts on not only the, the Cowboys, but, of course, what the Chiefs have to do on Saturday against Jacksonville. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, back here on Cody and Gold. Be listening. You'll have another chance to qualify for that autographed Creed Humphrey football. One more chance before we get off the air today. Last chance. And, of course, tomorrow we're going to be out at Rally House for Red Friday from 10 to 2. Michael Massey, MJ Melendez going to co-host the entire 1 o'clock hour tomorrow. This time tomorrow we'll be having a good time with MJ Melendez, Michael Massey, live at the Rally House in Overland Park, the Oak Park location, right by Oak Park Mall, 95th-ish in Quivira. That's where we're going to be. The best uh, Rally House location. It's a great store. Great spot. Mm-hmm. It's the one I go to, right out by, not too far from me. I believe the cla- the plaza location is the closest to me. So probably, typically. probably, man. We well, all, that yeah, but this one's the best one. It is one of their bigger locations, I do believe. Yes. I've only been to it like once I or think twice. It might you be know what? I biggest. need. I'm going to a K. I'm going to the KU game on Saturday. Uh huh. I need a new. I need like a KU hat. Yeah, okay, yeah, I don't have any should, KU hats. You should, you should go to Rally House then. Will you guys pick me up one? I'll get you back. Go ahead and Venmo us. How many we'll money in yeah, we'll with get, you. get a Venmo ahead of time, please. Thank you. And then will you deliver it to my house tomorrow night after the show? No. No. I'll buy you a beer. You can stop by Rally House. We'll figure it out. And we'll figure Rally it out. Rally House. Elite jingle. It's a great jingle. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's do a contest for the Rally House gift cards we'll have to give away. And you have to see how many words you can get right in the Rally House jingle. We'll do something because we do have gift cards tomorrow to give away. That's for sure. Hey, earlier today, though, we had a chance to catch up with the Hall of Famer, the Super Bowl champ, three-time Super Bowl champ, Michael Irvin, our Odyssey NFL insider. And, of course, we talked some Chiefs with him, but we started asking Michael about uh, the extra points from Monday night in the Bucks and the Cowboys game and uh, not just one missed extra point, not two, but how about four of them? Right, not one, not two, not three, but four. <laughs> Dude, and let me tell you, I, cause you were, I, I was at the game. One of the first games I got for the Cowboys, I was supposed to shoot first take and get on the plane to get to New York to do inside the NFL, you know. But I talked them out of it. I said, no, 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 guys, I got to stay here. I got other stuff to do. And, and then I'm going to get on a plane tomorrow morning and come up there. They had to push back the taping and everything. But so I'm at the game. And, and, and he misses. I'm, I'm really doing box-to-box appearances, you know, with his box here. First quarter, that box appeared. Second quarter, this box appeared. The third quarter. So after he misses, I got to get ready to change box. I'm walking. <laughs> I'm walking, right? Walking to the next box. I get on the elevator. He misses one. I'm on the elevator. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm talking in tongues. <laughs> this motherfucker. He does that again. I don't know. I look up. Some people. I must have been saying it pretty loud. I got people with their phone videotaping. I said, okay, everybody, listen, listen. I don't know what I just said about Mara. Don't nobody, please don't post that. Please don't post it. Because it was, yeah, it got me in some trouble. I called them everything. Everything. Boy, you missed another one. I'm coming down on that football field. Boy, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I tell you what, it's Tom Brady on the other side. We ain't got time to be leaving no point on the football field when the greatest of all time is right over there and he's getting the quarterback there. He's getting the football late. Stop messing around. You know how I was like, stay away from the kicker. I'm about, hey, oh, no, 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 no. I'm a, I, I, I read this. Somebody tweet, somebody DM Maher. Uh, uh, Maher. They DM'd him, and they said this to him, right? They said, boy, if you miss another extra point, I'll still go the rest of these playoffs. I'm going to come <laughs> and stick my foot so far up your, uh, up your, boy, every time you spit, it's going to be a toenail in there. You know what he said? He said, every time you spit, it's going to be a toenail in the spit because I'll put my foot so far up your booty if you don't, if you're missing. I said, boy, these people are crazy, but that's how I felt. Is there a lonelier place in an NFL locker room, Michael, than being a kicker after missing a bunch yeah. of kicks at halftime? <laughs> well, when you win, it comes out okay because it's a joke. But the lonely, yeah. lonely, lonely road is if you lose, you know, miss those kicks. I mean, people are looking at you like, whoa, it's a whole different thing, man. All we need you to do, we don't need, all we need you to do is get that little piece of leather through those goalposts. That's all. We ain't going to live about this. That's all. It's a foul if anybody touches you. It's a penalty if anybody hits you. Just get that darn ball through them goalposts and stop playing around. We also heard Jerry Jones talking after the game. He said he was discussing hunting techniques with you. Uh, what, what's the story that you mentioned that like, rubbing noses in the blood of the opposing? What's, <laughs> what, what was that all about? I was, I was trying to share with Jerry about the uptick that comes when you win a game. Like the, the, the uptick is all that publicity and all the notoriety you get when you knock off a Tom Brady. It'll be instantly felt now by this by these group of people, by these kids because of Instagram. You don't know the uptick when I was playing because there's a few media outlets that handle it. Now that it's individual. Yesterday I wasn't on first take. I I, I was I was I was I was I was shooting inside the NFL. So I couldn't do first take. But I saw it instant, the instant response. I don't have to wait to know some bring back ratings. I saw the people on social media. What the hell is this? Where is Michael? What is going on with this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you get instant response to what's going on now. The Cowboys get, get an instant response. And I said to Jerry, this kind of win can be like how they train the hunting dogs. You know how they train hunting dogs. They train the dog to hunt by taking a dog, all right, and, 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 and they, get, they, they make the kill. And they smear the dog nostrils in the blood of the kill. They smear all, and the dog gets such a thirst for that blood. They call this hunting technique first blood. I said, when you win a game like this, this is like that because you get such an uptick from it instantly that it's like first blood. And hopefully they are, they're so thirsty for more of it that it makes them hunt, hunt, and hunt. And win, win, and win. It's called first blood. Now, 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 I know about these hunting techniques. Somebody said, Michael, how many times have you grabbed a gun? How many times have you went hunting? <laughs> I said, with a gun? None. But I went hunting with a glass of vodka in my hand in them clubs <laughs> like a mother brother, if you know what I mean. I was hunting like Daniel Boone in that mug. You see what I was So I know about hunting, just not with a gun. My body is my career, and shaving my pubes is no different.
Flip it to the AFC side, Michael. We're speaking to the Hall of Famer Michael Irvin here on Cody and Gold. Uh, Chiefs fans, here in Kansas City, I think everyone preferred the Jags. We didn't want to see the charge the third time. We didn't want to get Justin Herbert again. We were kind of asking for the Jags. Should we be right. – is that, is that guilty? Should we be worried about that? We're the worst people in the world. We're the worst. Why do we think we can figure out the best way to get our teams to the Super Bowl? That's why I, last Sunday I kept saying, we won't come. We won't come. We won't come. Everybody said, man, you won't come, right? Yeah, we won't come. Why you? Because I know we've been averaging thirty some points a game. They've been averaging fourteen, fifteen. I know thirty beats fourteen, fifteen all day. We won't talk. We won't talk. You see what I mean? <laughs> just like y'all. We want the Jags. We want the Jags because you try to map out that path, the best path for you. Now they're all going to be hard. Ain't no easy path. That's why I say the best path that you think from the matchup standpoint. And yeah, I'm with you on that. That Charger game would have been hard because they know you so well. Why do you think those games, all those games, Miami wasn't supposed to play Buffalo like that. Baltimore wasn't supposed to play Cincinnati like that. They had backup quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks in playoff games, but it was a division. And when you're in a division, you play each other so much, things are different, they're more difficult. That's what I'm talking about right there, buddy. When you look at the AFC, I kind of view it as like we're pretty much the AFC's. If you're another team, you're kind of screwed, Michael. It's it was Brady, it was Manning, and it was Roethlisberger for 20 years in the AFC. And I feel like between yeah. Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, the rest of the AFC is getting ready to do the next thing. And Trevor Lawrence is just the placeholder, if it will. Right? He's just going to be the fourth guy who's in there every year with the other three. Well, you you hope you hope it remains that way. You know, but, but but for you, you guys don't have to. Patrick is the one everybody's chasing, so he'll stay in the fight all the time. Cause that's where everybody's mimicking up. That's where everybody wants to be. It's Patrick, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. They've earned their way in there. Uh, it's interesting. You just that we don't talk about a guy that you just mentioned, Justin Herbert. I always found that interesting that we don't speak, we speak of Justin Herbert talent wise in that same class. But we don't talk about him in that manner of is he going to be able to dethrone the king, the god of, of quarterbacking over there in Kansas City. We don't put him in that throw. And I think it's because he hadn't won the big games yet. You know, you lose that game against the Raiders last year, end of the season. You lose you lose it this year. You know, you just you gotta win some big games before we put you in there. Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, they've done that and gotten their teams. That's why But we got guys, that's why we talk about them. But we got guys with talent that can even get in that group, like the Justin Herberts. If if, if Tua, if Tua gets back, the Tua gets. AFC is insane at quarterback. So I know y'all would like to think it's just going to be Josh Allen and and Joe Burrow. But trust me, y'all going to have more battles, battles than just those two. If Tua gets back on this field, and I believe he will. If Tua gets back on this field, Trevor Lawrence, like you talked about getting going right now. And Justin Herbert, when they get him a new coach and they win a few of those other games that they haven't won lately, all of those guys are going to come in that conversation. We're talking to our Odyssey NFL insider, Michael Irvin. In Kansas City, it seems to be pretty split right now. If Kansas City beats Jacksonville, would you rather see Buffalo at a neutral site or be at Arrowhead against Cincinnati? I said I'd rather... Uh, take on Buffalo because of what Cincinnati's done to Kansas City, even if that means you got to go to a neutral side in Atlanta against the Bills. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I just don't like the whole confident thing that the Bengals have right now against Kansas City. Right now, everybody else sees Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as the boogeyman. But Kansas City Chiefs, don't, I mean, the Buffalo, uh, Cincinnati Bengals don't see that. Cincinnati Bengals feel pretty confident that they can go in there and get it done. And it's all about matchups. They match up well. They're the best. Like, think about this. Kansas City has some trouble with Tennessee because of the physical run game. But in the end, you're going to beat Tennessee because they don't have the pass game. You see what I mean? Sometimes Buffalo, Buffalo, you have problems with Buffalo because of the pass game and Josh Allen. But I don't think you Buffalo can beat you because they really don't have that physical run game. Can't see, the Bengals, they happen to have it both. They got a vaulted passing game with those receivers and Joe Burrow. And they can come hard, run downhill with, with, with Mixon and Primes, you know, P-Rhymes. So, yeah, yeah, they, that makes it a tough battle for Kansas City. Michael Irvin, always great to have you on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Always good to be here, buddy. Always good to talk, man. And ain't nothing greater than talking football this time of year. I'm about to watch that Week 10 matchup again right now while I'm working <laughs> out between that 27-17 score, right? 27-17, if I remember correctly. That, that Week 10 game, 27-17. So I'm about to go in and studying that right now. That's why it was perfect that I could talk to you <laughs> before I open the books on the track and study. But I'm going to get ready for some playoff football early. So that was our uh, earlier conversation. With Michael Irvin. Fantastic always, conversation. Always fun to have Michael on the show. Brings the energy and uh, his story about being at the Cowboys game is fantastic. And hunting. and Oh, yeah. He said he was Man, hunting. I Different kind of hunting. I would have loved hunting, your hunting, in, the, hunting in the club, he said. Would have loved to go hunting with Michael Irvin back in the day. Just wow. picking up his table scraps. Just <laughs> You're fine. You'd be fine with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll just, just eat the crumbs. If you could right now, Alex, random question just for you. Okay. If you could go out to the club to pick up someone's scraps in this city, who would it be? Got to choose a single person. Can't choose Mahomes. Well, that really changes it. I don't know who else is single. Kelsey. That's an athlete. Right? Isn't Kelsey single? I, that's, that's not my business. That's complicated. I don't know. <laughs> Juju? Is he? I don't, honestly don't know if he is. I don't know. Fine, then just say Any Mahomes. of them. Any well, of the them. The answer is Mahomes or Juju or Kelsey's scraps, as you put it. <laughs> as you put it. put it. Jeez. I didn't put it that way. Nick did. What? I was choosing only one verbiage. of him, and I'm assuming there's more than one woman who would uh, enjoy heading back to his place. And you think that just because of their proximity to that, they would be interested in you? Yes. I don't think so. You're like, well, maybe he can kind of get me in with him. I don't think that's how it would go for you. For I'm not talking about for yeah, me. Yeah, for in, general, in general, I thought we were talking. Mm. 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 Interesting. Mm. Well... Either way, Michael Irvin, interesting as always. I'm just happy to have Michael on the show. I'm also happy that you've calmed down since the 10 o'clock hour. 10 or 11 o'clock hour, you physically grabbed the microphone <laughs> and moved it more than I've ever seen anybody move the microphone before. You almost broke the microphone. I did not almost break it. It's perfectly Nick intact. You, Nick called you King Kong. The final word. I thought that was inappropriate. I mean, it was a fitting description for what you did. <laughs> Very upset. Tomorrow, huge show. Cannot wait. We're going to be out at Rally House in Overland Park, the Oak Park location, right by Oak Park Mall, 95th in Quivira. Live from 10 to 2, getting you set for the playoff game on Saturday. It is Red Friday. Get all your gear. Stop by. We're going to have uh, some gift cards to give away as well. And the 1 o'clock hour tomorrow, commercial free. 
Michael Massey, MJ Melendez from the Royals. They're co-hosting with us the entire 1 o'clock hour. It's going to be a ton of fun. They're flying into town to go to the Chiefs game, and they're going to stop by Rally House for a full hour. So hope to see you guys there tomorrow. And uh, appreciate everybody, of course, for coming on the show today, including Dane and Hughes and Michael Irvin. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here on Cody and Gold.